Welcome to Brand Me. I'm Preston Conrad, and this is the podcast about doing your own thing, whether it's building a personal brand, maximizing your side hustle, or making the most of your every day. You should have a brand where you kind of attach your name to something. So if you're passionate about dogs, it should be girl with the dog. Or if you like candles, it should be candle guy or whatever it is. That should be your moniker. Hey, guys, today's show is all about building your personal brand from the ground up and making yourself an expert. I'm joined by Mako Njovu, who's a great friend of mine. She is a television personality and lifestyle expert. And what Mako has done from leaving her corporate job to landing a spot on the Today Show is quite remarkable. So you'll love this episode with Mako. Here we go. Mako, I love seeing your face. Oh, same here, Preston. Thank you so much for having me on. You know how much I just adore you. I tell everyone about you. I love your candles. So I'm just excited to be here. I got to send you some new candles for that gorgeous new house you're in. Please, please. I would love that. Okay. Congratulations. You finally made the plunge. You got out of this big, dirty city. You're out in the burbs. Friend, I finally did it. So we signed on our house of September of 2020, right? And so we've been waiting and we did a new build. So like picking everything out from scratch was super exciting. It was all about Studio McGee. You were a big inspiration, right? So I just like went into the design center. I was like, give me these floors. Give me that cabinet. Give me this fireplace. And this is what we want. I'm so happy for you. You are making moves. And you know what's funny? When I'm looking at everyone to get on this podcast, I'm going through my friends, my network, and a lot of people I know are in television. And it's funny because people don't realize that people who are in television actually are those people that have the strongest personal brand because you've made a name for literally yourself. (laughs) And you get called as yourself to be on TV for a reason. So I I had to have you on. And- for those who don't know you, how did you get your start in the TV world? Because you were on the Today Show, you were on yeah. Wendy, you did yeah. Amazon with me, you're on yeah. Shop Today. I mean, you were yeah. killing it. How'd you get your start? Thank you, friend. It's so funny because tomorrow I have like a super busy day. I'm doing the Today Show in the morning and then jetting over to the Nick Cannon show and then Friday flying out for this big gig in Vegas that I'm going to tell you about. I'm going to break it here exclusively. And it's just like sometimes I have a hard time believing my life, but I will say that an overnight success for me, it took a long time. So when you hear people say an overnight success takes 10 years, believe that. Um, How did I get my start? I got my start through kind of a rocky path, friend. So I started out working as a project manager at Sony. Make a long story short, I got laid off. And that opportunity when I got laid off was like, something went off in my head. It was like, what do I really want to be doing with my life? Do I want to be working in corporate and being a project manager? And I know that's a passion point for some, but it wasn't for me. So I got the opportunity to enter this contest that Russell Simmons was having, and it was for their next great celebrity video correspondent. I took that opportunity and ran with it. I used the name to get on red carpets. I used that name to network. And eventually one gig led to another gig. I've never had an agent. I've never had a manager. That's um, what I love about you. You are yeah. such a hustler because you yeah. don't, you, you, this is, you are a one man band and you have built by not having this team around you, I think you could probably be more nimble, more, you know, more agile, but um, you're a hustler. And so you just kind of took that and ran with it. 
I did. I took it and I ran with it. But I mean, you're so right. I am a hustler, but there are pros and cons to having an agent and manager. And we can talk about that more in detail. Sometimes you leave money on the table because you're not negotiating for yourself fairly. You're just excited to be in the room. But relationships in this industry are key. All the friends that I have met have literally mentioned my names in rooms that have opened up these opportunities at the Today Show, at Amazon, at Nick Cannon. And I'm so grateful for that. So being good to people has been one of the things that has opened doors for me. Did you always have, when you were in your corporate job, did you, how did, how did that bug come out of you? Did you always have the thing, the dream that you're like, I want to be on TV one day, not at a desk? I think it was always there, Preston, but I was afraid of it. You know how sometimes you dream too big and you're like, who wants to see me on TV? Am I even good enough? And you look at your idols on TV and you're like, there's no way that I can do what they do on television. But that time when I got laid off in 2012 was a really eye-opening moment. It really was a fresh slate to say, okay, you only have one life. If this is something that is in your heart and you want to do it, go for it. The worst that can happen is it doesn't happen and you pivot. That's life, right? hundred percent. The big pivot is something I say that everybody hits at some point in your life that they may need to do it. Were you living in New York at that time or did you move to New York? Yeah, I've been in New York since 2005. So I was in New York at that time and I was Got living- it. Best life. You say, who, what friend do you have on one of your podcasts that said that they would go to the opening of an envelope? Of that an was- envelope? Yeah, that was me too. Girl, I moved to New York same year as you. I went to the opening of every damn place, stayed uh-huh. far too late, and I got serious about my career a few years later. What was your first, how'd you get your, um, because I think a lot of people listening, whether it's TV or a different industry, have dreams like you had, and maybe they don't have a team around them. But what's the key to getting your foot in the door somewhere? Because I think that's the first chance, right? It's getting that foot in the door, and then you better bust the fucking door open once you do it. But how'd you do it? So I think the key, there's there's not one single step where I can say do this and that's how you land on national television. But one of the best things you can do for yourself is to be Be prepared. So when the the opportunity shows up, you can really shine in that moment. So I didn't have a hosting coach. I didn't have a team, just like we talked about. So one of the things I did was because I'm passionate about entertainment, I would watch entertainment shows every single day. I would listen to the host. I would listen to their tone, their cadence. I would even copy and paste magazine articles and I would load them into the teleprompter app and I would try to read it in the same tone and sort of intonation that I'm hearing. So just because you don't have the resources Resources. Just because you don't have the money, you don't have the access, you can still prepare so that when the opportunity does come up, you're ready to really show up. That is so interesting. And it's a common thread that I've noticed on every freaking guest I've had on this show is about making yourself an expert in whatever it is that you want your name to be attached to, whether Absolutely. it's a company. And it sounds like you did that. Absolutely. And making yourself an expert is really key because you have to find things that you're passionate about. We all have different things that we love. And for me, moving into the lifestyle space has been a completely new world because the dream for me was to always work at this big entertainment conglomerate, to be this big name host in the entertainment space. So that was something I was naturally passionate about. But as I grew older and as life happened, it's like the lifestyle space is kind of cool. I, I can talk tell about that 24-7. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, I I also think in the last two years, our values or what we hold dear has really changed. I mean, there's a reason why like the Oscars doesn't get the viewership it used to because in the last in COVID people are like, wait a minute, I care about what 
deal I'm getting at this great store or what, what I'm putting on my feet or what my house smells like. So it's it's the right time for you to be working in lifestyle stuff. I've never been as busy as I am in my life. And I am so blessed for that. And one of the things we realize in any industry is that there are ebbs and flows, right? So you got to ride the wave while it's still really going high. And because of COVID, the upside out of all this just unfortunate disaster situation, pandemic we've been, is that people aren't going out to the stores as much. So you want to watch TV and be like, hmm, I think I do need that. I go buy it. And that's exactly what has happened for me. When you started freelancing or when you went off on your own, what was the fear situation there? I remember when I when I quit my job, I remember standing on a corner by a pizza place on 45th Street and 11th Avenue, sobbing, wondering yeah. how I was going to pay the rent on the apartment lease that I had just signed. And I was just like, little things like that, like the inner saboteur came in. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the fear like for you? Did you experience that? Oh yeah, I totally did. Was this the job at Ralph Lauren? This was the job at American Eagle. I remember I quit one day. Uh, The day I quit, I was Mr. Corporate. I loved Mm -hmm. it. Did TV as a fun side thing if it came up. But when I finally quit, I remember being terrified. I'm like, holy shit, that means my paycheck just stopped. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I didn't know what, and I was ready to work at Starbucks. I was Mm -hmm. ready to work at that pizza place I was standing in front of. I went to the Starbucks by my house just to know if I needed to work there, if I could, yeah, <laughs> but they what, would yeah, they, they would let me in. Were you scared yeah. when you when you when that corporate job stopped? One hundred percent. I think money was the biggest thing. Remember when I got let go? I mean, one of the things I had to do, a lot of people do, was I had to be on unemployment. And I remember going to the unemployment office and they were like, "Okay, well, you've been unemployed for a few months now. What kind of jobs are you looking for? And I was like, well, I really want to work in TV. I'm going to be on TV, lady. I'm going to be on TV. When I tell you the lady at the unemployment (laughs) office looked at me and she was like, there's jobs that we want and there's jobs that we need. We have a session here where we can help you with resume writing so you can land a job. You need to come back on Friday. She just was not having it. She said, no, (laughs) ma'am. You better get your act together. Money was a real thing. I was on unemployment for a long time and it was very, very difficult. I was fortunate enough that in full transparency, my husband was there with me at the time. Yeah. Living together and we were engaged. And if it wasn't for his support during those rough years, I mean, I just, I wouldn't have made it this far, right? It would have been a completely different career trajectory. How did you channel those nervous fears while trying to pursue? Because at this point you're free, right? You're like, okay, I'm free of that job so I can focus on my dream. Mm -hmm. But how did you kind of silence that and keep a positive attitude while hustling? Was it, was that easy to separate or was it kind of affecting your outputs? Well, looking at my bank balance and seeing zero, 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 really motivated I remember those days. You do not have to worry about me. That do it. So (laughs) looking at that balance really motivated me. And I will Mm. say during those days, I was so hungry, Preston. Like you would tell me one thing and I would go home and I'd research it and I'd look into it and I'd follow up with you. I would go to events. I would let people know, hey, this is what I'm passionate about doing. If you hear about any opportunities, I'd love to know about them. I'd work for free. So I use that fear and that hunger to really fuel me to be yep. out there. And I was pounding the pavement. Where does that determination come from? I think I'm just naturally stubborn. Yep. Um, it's just one same. of the same, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
One of the things my husband's, you know, it's not his favorite thing about me, but I think he kind of likes it because it does pay off in certain situations is I am super duper stubborn. I don't like to lose. And I hate looking back at situations and thinking, my gosh, I really should have done better. I know I could have done better. I know I could have applied myself. So that fear of just like always living in regret really pushes me. You said you've never been busier than where you are right now. And I see you, girl. You are in car one to car two to car three to show five. How how do you balance? Sounds like you have a lot going on in your personal life. You got a new home. You've Mm -hmm. moved. What's that balance like? Because I think there is a toxic thing to this hustle culture where a lot of us are getting fried really fast. Yeah. What is that like for you? I wish I could say that there was such a thing as like true balance. Like I have my day figured out and I have a full planning schedule. That's not true for me. That's not my story. That's not my testimony. (laughs) I just try and make it work the best way that I possibly can. And this is where it goes back to passion. When you really love what it is that you do, of course, it's going to feel like work. I'm not going to lie to you and say that it doesn't feel like work, but it's easier, right? You can give me any product, any time, any place, and I can talk about it. I may not be able to tell you what the specs are, but even if I don't know the product 110%, I trust my ability, having done this for so many years, that I can deliver in this moment. So Mm -hmm. the balance comes in just trying to do the best I can with what I have with the 24 hours that I have laid out. You do a really great job of that. When I watch you on, um, I always wonder, because I I, I watch you on TV and I'm like, she's not looking at a damn Nope, not a card, but you prepare like no one I've ever met. It stresses me out. And I tell you this, before I go on national television, thank God for makeup, because I don't sleep. I am so stressed out. I am so worried, right? People ask, you get nervous? And I'm like, I don't really, I don't, that moment when I'm there, I like performing. I don't like, I don't really get nervous. But the night before, the morning Mm -hmm. of, I'm Mm -hmm. a wreck every time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My stomach is just like tied up in knots. I'm just like, breathe. But once I'm in the moment, once I start talking, once the first words come out, I'm like, all right, this is simple. Let's just do this. It'll be fine. Right. And that comes from having done it for a number of years, right. As you kind of learn, trust yourself. Like what's the worst that could happen? If I don't flub, if I don't know this, I don't flub this. We move on to the next thing. So what? Well, and that doesn't happen because I see Hoda loves you. Oh, she says it. She oh. says on the show, she said, she's like, Mako, I love you. I always text. I was like, I send you messages. I'm like, she's feeling you today. It's like, she just loves you. That's a good vibe for you on the Today Show. And I can't even tell you how much, how good that makes me feel. When you think about how sometimes, again, our dreams are so big that you're afraid to chase them. And you look at people like Hoda on TV and you're like, there's no way. Obviously, I you know, I don't know if I could do what she does, but the fact that she just really opens her heart to me and that she just loves me, it makes me feel so good. It lets me know that I'm on the right path. And it's just so genuine too, you know? She's really genuine. She's She's a really genuine person. It's it's the best thing. What kind of, um, because I've had so many different people on the show that have different, come from different walks of life and they do different things. What kind of things, what attributes would you say make up the Mako personal brand? Mm. Like what kind of things are you known? Known for, because I have I, I I have some ideas, but I want to know from you what you think. 
That's a really good question. What makes up the Maco brand? I think it depends on what time we're talking about. A few years ago, it was the entertainment space. It was yeah. my work that I did with Essence and my work that I did with people. But I think the Maco brand now is a mix of the girl next door who just happens to love products and can talk about pretty much anything in the lifestyle space. It's all about that relatability. It's all about the fact that we can talk about anything, anytime, anyplace. And I think that's it. What do you think? That's so funny. You It means you're doing a really good job because from what I see now on morning, because okay. I think you should be on morning. I love seeing you on morning morning TV. I like seeing you talk about products, but I, that's what I think. I think, uh, relatability and approachability, like you could just strike up a conversation with you. So those are two big pillars of the brand. And then Mm -hmm. I think accessibility, like I could buy that, whether it's the, the dress you're wearing on the show or the slippers you're talking about on the show, I can relate, I can buy, I can hang out. And I think those are strong, personal brand pillars. And I think that's probably what you're being called for too now, because people are like, oh, she's great at, she's that approachable, relatable girl. That approachable, relatable girl who loves a little bit of glam, a little bit of makeup. Who doesn't? Who doesn't, okay. (laughs) I like that foundation that she's wearing. I like that people ask me about, I switch my hair up all the time. What what extensions are you Wait, what was the clip? (laughs) The wig? Yes, bow wig. Remember you threw it? That was my favorite day at work ever with you. (laughs) And by the way, do you remember that my first day at Amazon, I worked with you? That was like... It was was your first day, wasn't it? It was my first day, yeah. You still work with them? I still work with them, although the show has sort of changed, but I work with them in a different capacity now. And I'm just so grateful for Amazon. I remember when I first got the call to do Amazon, I was like, I can't talk about product. Like, I'm leaving people in essence. I don't know what to talk about with this mower and garden tools and what 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 am i what am i gonna say you know you're adaptable that's what it is you're adaptable you're a game player and whether it's a lawnmower tool or a dress you come (laughs) prepared yeah for that segment by the way are they still working out of that studio on 34th street um they are for some things but they uh mostly we've been filming at home and speaking about adaptability we all had to learn how to be the camera person you know hosting of course how to do the sound how to do the lighting so during the pandemic we had to do all of that in the confines of our homes and that's one of the reasons we had to move was we were in this two bedroom apartment in Brooklyn and I was getting Amazon boxes every single day and rulala and the other gigs it was like I couldn't do it. So And you had that cute studio space built out. I reckon you know that you were doing all your live streams from. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now I have a dedicated room that I will be streaming from and I'm excited to film content in my kitchen, in my living room and really make this something special. I was going to ask you that leads perfectly to my next question. Content. So not TV, not for anyone else, but just for you on social. What kind of role, what's the social world like for you these days? What kind of, how important is it in growing your brand and meeting new people Talk to me a bit about where you are, and then we'll talk about maybe tips you can give to other people. Absolutely. So let me start with the tips that I can give to other people. If you are looking for a job, particularly in the entertainment space and fashion world, make sure that your social media reflects that, right? So when I auditioned for Essence Now, right before I was about to start working at, I think it was 
where was I working? Was it Nordstrom or Macy's? I was really at the brink of, I'm not getting any jobs in this entertainment space. I'm I'm about to be scooping ice cream because that's the only job that I can get. I need to pay the bills. I got the call to audition for Essence Now. And they had a bunch of beautiful Black women that auditioned. And when I got the call that I got the, the hosting job, one of the reasons they told me I stood out from the other participants was that my social media reflected that, right? So mm. when they went to my Twitter and my Instagram, guess what I was tweeting about? I was tweeting about award shows. I was tweeting about celebrities and it wasn't negative. I wasn't dragging anybody. I was expressing my opinion, but I was showing that I was passionate about this particular thing. And so you were in the conversation. I was in the conversation, right? In the comfort of my own home, but I was in the conversation. Mm. So that's the number one tip that I can give to people is that make sure that your social media reflects the industry that you want to get into, even if you do not even have an entryway to get into it. Now, what does social media look like for me? One of the spaces that I want to get into is this lifestyle influencer place. So I've been working with brands, you know, fortunately through the different shows that I work with, with Amazon and of course, Wendy and the other places. But now I really want to build like a one-on-one relationship with the brand. Not only can I do the influencing and take the beautiful photos, but guess what? I can also talk about these products in a relatable way. So why not merge those two worlds together? So that's a big goal of mine is to try to really tap into that space. I think that's a huge opportunity for you because I think you have a great Instagram and I think you should be blowing it out of the water, monetizing it, making it your own kind of little channel. Mm -hmm. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. And you were telling me earlier that TikTok is really where it's at right now. That's what you're feeling. Yeah. TikTok is where it's at. It is explosive growth. It is growing my Instagram. It's driving sales on my brand. Um, And I think you should lean into that too. I was just telling you about Elena because we are video people. Mm -hmm. I think it makes the most sense. I think Reels is trying their damn hardest, but they're not opening up that algorithm the way TikTok is and you can get mass exposure there. Absolutely. And speaking of TikTok, so one of the reasons I'm actually wearing this shirt is by the time this episode drops, um, the news would have dropped that I'm actually hosting this really amazing gig with TikTok and Amazon Fashion. I'm flying to Vegas on Friday to host the red carpet for the Academy of Country Music Awards. How exciting is that? Oh, this is the thing. In the last year and a half, like what you have built, for yourself in the last, since we last saw each other, in human person flesh, you have just catapulted that. How'd you land that? See, this is the thing, guys. No agent, no manager, no No. team. She's out there hitting the pavement, not afraid to open up a door or ask for the door to be opened. Absolutely. So going back to what we were talking about, I was recommended by someone within the Amazon live producing team. They were looking for someone and she was like, oh, Makoka could do this. And they reached out immediately. They were like, yeah, we totally want you to do this. But again, my social media reflects that. If you just even Google my name and country music, I have been a longtime fan of country music since my days in Zimbabwe. But more recently, I've been tweeting about country music for the past couple of years and more specifically talking about how excited I am that there's so many Black artists that are at the forefront of country music, the the Kane Brown, the Mickey Guyton, the Jimmy Allens. But overall, I just love country music. So when they told me that I was hosting that red carpet, I was like, it was an instant yes. Like, this is just you can't be boxed in, right? I can do the entertainment world and I can still talk about Amazon fashion and the lifestyle space. These worlds can totally collide. So I'm just fortunate that the work 
has led me to this moment. I've been doing the work in the different spaces, but it's all sort of colliding. Well, you're you're shaping like this ball of clay the way you want it to. So that I think what you've been saying about your the Instagram and the social feeds, mm-hmm. build build that for what you want. Like I remember I called my agent and I was like, I want to get more home deals. I've got this home line now of home fragrance. You know, why are we not getting more home deals? She's like, I love you. I've known you for a million years. Yeah. All you're posting is your outfit still. If mm-hmm. I'm a home brand and I look at that, you're not, that's not a home guy. He's just an outfit guy. He's mm-hmm. just in fashion. Mm-hmm. So I had to shape the narrative to, to bring that in. I had to start a TikTok about home decor. I needed to share more on reels about home decor hacks. So it's kind of the same as you. You kind of have to just put out hoping that it's going to build what you want. Absolutely. And I know sometimes it can seem like it's just this monumentous task, like it's not something that you can do, especially when you're first starting out. But life is all about connecting the dots. I know this sounds like a very Oprah-esque moment, but if it's something that you're passionate about, it'll all connect in the long run. But you got to start somewhere and you got to do the work. And you know what? That's so right. And I'm so proud of you with your candle line. I remember when it first came out, I bought a couple. I bought some for myself. I bought some my mom and now I just need to come down to that store like gotta have you in you will love it who has a store in New York City like your journey psychopath I'm on I'm on one I'm a psych opens a store in a pandemic before we wrap up let's take a quick break Today's episode is brought to you by my brand, Preston Conrad Home. I would love for you to come into my world of luxury home fragrance, responsibly made here in America, all for under $50. We've cut out the big box middlemen, and we are bringing the finest luxury fragrance right into your home. For you guys listening today on the show, you can take 10% off of any single item on PrestonConradHome.com with the offer code BRANDME. That's PrestonConradHome.com, offer code brand me. I want to ask you before I run out of time with you, what is a memory of building your personal brand that stands out to you, whether as whether it's a blessing or a curse or, or a learning moment that you just can't, that lives in your head rent free? Oh gosh, there's so many, there's so many, a memory and my personal branding. I think more recently, it was just when the email came through to do the Shot Today uh, show, when I was approached about that. That came out of completely nowhere. And at first, I thought it was spam. I was like, there's no way that they're asking me for this. Not spam. Right? <laughs> because I had been wanting to work on the Today Show, but I was nervous. I was like, do I want to do entertainment? How do I kind of get into that space? But having them come to me and say, your name was brought up by several people that moment kind of let me know that in terms of personal branding and the space that I want to be in, I am on the right path. So that was, that was, I think that was last year that I've been riding that wave. Like everything else has just been the cherry on top. I'm going to tell you, it takes all these, like you said, the overnight thing, give it 10 years because with that stamp of approval of a brand like today and the shop today thing, it's going to open up so many other doors for you. And I mean, look at your T-shirt. You're going to this Amazon fashion TikTok thing. I'm so proud of you, Mako. I'm just so happy for what you're building, literally and figuratively, your house and your brand. (laughs) Um, How can everybody find you on social? 
Okay, so on social, it's uh, at Makonjovu and it's spelled M-A-K-H-O and last name N-D-L-O-V-U. And one last thing before I go, Preston, it's so funny that you mentioned that my name, right? That people kind of know me. My personal branding is my name. I remember a long time ago, I did this hosting class. The only hosting class I ever did at NBC was through ABFF. Do you know a hosting coach uh, called Marky Costello? No. Okay. Really amazing person. She's worked with a lot of people. And one of the things she said was, you know, you should have a brand where you kind of attach your name to something. So if you're passionate about dogs, it should be girl with the dog. Or if you like candles, it should be candle guy or whatever it is. That should be your moniker. And I remember thinking, I like everything else she's saying in that class, but I'm going to take this piece of advice. And I actually want to build my brand around my name. And she was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And it really is important sometimes to learn to filter out when people give you advice. It's important to take advice and take what works for you, but it's also important sometimes to be like, I don't think that really applies and that doesn't work for me and and kind of like go that that route, right? That's such a smart choice you made, Mako, because I guarantee you she's not teaching that right now because the number one thing people are saying is claim your name on social yeah. if you haven't done it. Everyone that was like shoe gal five blog right. is now becoming Jenny slate or whatever her name is. Right. So you were ahead of the curve on that one. I'll tell you that. You know, you just never know. Some of these things are intuitive, but that's something that I've learned along the way. Trust your gut and trust your intuition. Well, you better keep trusting it because you are on fire, girl. (laughs) Thank you, my friend. And thank you so much for having me. And Preston, I can't tell you enough how proud I am of you. You know, I'm your biggest fan. Like my Spotify wrapped, you're always in my top five. So just Oh my God, stop. That's so nice. Well, I can't wait for this episode to air and um, send me your address for candles. (laughs) Will do. Will do. Thank you. Thanks, babe. For more on the show, you can find us on Instagram at Brand Me Podcast or at Preston Conrad. Be sure, of course, to rate, review, and subscribe and share on social. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week.